Welcome to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast, a Ball Blast football production. Here are your hosts, Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, and John Helmkamp. What is up, Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast listeners? Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, and John Helmkamp back with you all to continue our rookie breakdowns here on the show. We are into the wide receiver group, and it is going to take us literally months to get through all these wide receivers. <laughs> there are so many good ones. We even debated before starting the show, like, do you guys want to do this guy or that guy or that guy? So we'll get to all of them. But on tonight's we show, we're to, talking about Tylen Wallace. We might have to pick up the pace a little in our in our recording since there's like 50 days until the NFL draft. Yeah, oh, no, bro, we got this. We got this. We're, we're cool. doing three right. shows a week, cool, cool, and we were cool, like in the cool, offseason. Cool, okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, if we do three shows in a week, it's going to be fine, and we'll get through it. And then all of a sudden, like each week goes by, I'm like, oh, man. There's yeah, still a lot of good things. We even got to the quarterbacks. Thankfully, there's like three tight ends to talk about, and that's it. But Yeah, we'll do that uh, in one day. Tight ends we'll do in one yeah, day. And we'll, we'll do in one show. If you missed the first start of the rookie breakdowns, we hit all the top running backs already. Javante Williams, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. We hit the top wide receivers. Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith. Mm, you can put them in whatever order you want. Uh, and Jalen Waddle. Go ahead and check those out. They were fantastic shows, if I do say so myself. Uh, but for tonight, we're talking Tylen Wallace with these guys. And I'm just going to put this out there already because I know these two love this guy out of Oklahoma yes. State. Is he still your wide receiver two in this class? Both of you. No. Oh, okay. No. Things have changed. Oh, two knows. Because I, there was a day where I was at work and you two were just texting about the entire thing as you were doing uh, rookie breakdowns on your own with the um, the film. Just mm-hmm. on and on. I get back to my phone. I come back from seeing a patient. There's like literally 47 texts from these two. Like, Tylen Wallace, wide receiver two in this class. He's the best wide receiver I've ever seen. I'm like, what is happening? So I'm excited to talk about him with you guys tonight and see where we land. But let's start with what we do for every every rookie so far. Talk about the size and the build. Tylen Wallace is a senior out of Oklahoma State, six foot tall, 190 pounds. His breakout age of 19.3 is delicious. I would like to submit an edit to that based on his uh, his senior bowl. Weigh in. Yes, I'm not looking at that. What are you weighing at? 5'11, so under six foot. It was like 5'11 and 3'8 or something like that. So like 5'11 and a half and 193. So slightly shorter and slightly more built than uh than what we previously thought cool so take him off your draft board then pretty much under six foot don't yeah. want him yep. yeah yeah yep. yeah five eighths of an inch is a killer <laughs> with that i assume you guys are, are good to go on that no major concerns no major concerns i did i would prefer him to be bigger i won't lie like if he was like taller six yeah. two yes if he was six two two oh five given his skill set that would make me a little happier. This probably is a bit of a detraction. Not that he measured under six foot or anything, but just that he's not as big as tall, given his ability. Well, we'll talk about what he does well, but I agree with that. And I do think that part of it, part of it might just be the usage as well. And and one thing that well, let's just let's just go there. He lined up exclusively at the right X in this offense. Mm. It is the mm-hmm. only place that he, like 95% of the time he ran his snaps. And that's an arbitrary number, but from watching the film, it was like every single snap. I didn't have to look to find him in the offense. I knew where he was going to be at the top of the screen, like every single time. Um, 
So, so DK for him to line up, uh, hey, hey, hey. Except that's the wrong so, side, I think. Was DK it, it was the wrong. Who's the left? Yeah. Okay. But just put them on the same team. You're good. Boom. Done. Awesome. Um, so Talon Wallace did exclusively line up at the right X, which is an interesting coaching decision, especially for the fact that he's 5'11". So, yeah, I would have preferred him to be 6'2", 6'3", at least, um, for that. But in my opinion, from what I saw on film, it doesn't limit the ability that, that we'll get to. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Definitely agree with that. I actually like um, the PFF's draft guide. It's pretty interesting. They color code where player sees their targets in a certain color. It's like red, and then you go, you know, it's like a heat map kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then in blue, it's it's where the player ran their routes. And literally, if you look at his, the blue on the left is everywhere. The red <laughs> is all on the right side. So what you guys are saying is correct. He only played the one side. Clearly, you've seen with other wide receivers that it doesn't necessarily mean he can't adapt to the nfl it's just one thing to consider when you talk about his production profile let's talk about that specifically this is a player who as a freshman didn't do much but in 2018 in his breakout season good lord 86 receptions 1491 yards 12 touchdowns for this guy mama leading to that early breakout age so that's what we like to see with these rookie uh, wide receivers coming into you know big 12 say what you want about it but it is a power five conference and he produced right away. So obviously, you guys have to like that. Let's talk about the dip, though, in the production, because in 2019, he went down to 900 yards, eight touchdowns, only caught 53 balls. And last year, 59, 917, and six. And we will talk a little bit about him tearing his ACL. And again, more in context here. But I'll kick it back to you guys. Thoughts on the overall production profile uh, from Tyler Wallace? Love it. Uh, he missed some games in those last two years. So that contributed to a little bit. And was recovering from an I believe an ACL in one of those two years was it 2019 he injured at the end and so 2020 he started with it recovering from is that right Betts yeah that sounds right okay yep so that I think maybe contributed to a little bit the fact that he had a sophomore season with 1500 yards and 12 touchdowns over 17 yards per catch on 86 catches is nasty and to your point about Big 12 and defenses, he had a lot of good games against very good teams. He had over 200 yards in in games against Texas and Oklahoma in his career. So I do not take that as a ding, the, the, his conference, and I do take that sophomore year and say that that kind of production is what I apply when I consider who he is as opposed to the last two years that may have had some things attracting from them. I don't think it's possible that he got worse as a junior and senior, and that's why his production came down. Yeah, for sure. I think you have to add context around that senior year, right? We're talking about a player who tore the ACL, like we just said, and then tried to come back from it um, this one season removed. So, you know, we know that entering the NFL, these guys that struggle with production a little bit because of injury, especially in ACL, we always talk about it with guys in fantasy in the NFL, and we say, Okay, well, it's for his first year back. Let's temper expectations. Let's see what he does next year, and we can really get on board. Well, this is going to be his next year, so to speak, coming into the NFL. I do want to just take a minute, because this is something unique that we can talk about with this player. There's some concern I've seen out there in the general public that is there a genetic issue with him that might have him predisposed to future ACL injuries. Hmm. The reason that I say that is because he has a brother who also tore the ACL in his knee three times. He ended up having four total knee surgeries. And there's a little bit of a talk that maybe there's a genetic factor going on. 
The bottom line is the research studies on these are horrific. The sample <laughs> sizes are small and the outcomes aren't conclusive. So what we basically know with these ACL injuries is that there is a small genetic component to it, but it is not telling the full story. And so really with this guy, I'm considering it in my rookie evaluation. I'm definitely not moving him up two or three or down two or three spots because of it. But I think it is something to consider. Like maybe you're stuck on the fence and you're like, Bets, I don't know if it's going to be Terrace Marshall for me. I don't know if it's going to be Tylen Wallace. And I'd say like, all right, let's go with Terrace Marshall. But to me, it's just one little piece of the puzzle that I think is, is really important to talk about with a player like this. Because I think it was his tw twin brother actually on the roster who he had to stop playing football because of how many knee surgeries he had. So something to consider, small piece of the pie. But let's talk about the more important stuff with this dude, what we see on tape. And oh my gosh, the I put it out on Twitter. Uh, one of my favorite clips of his game, you guys know what I'm talking about, where he kind of runs on the yeah. obviously on the right side of the field. <laughs> obviously. Runs a, obviously. Runs a, um, an in and then like breaks out yeah. of into a post and just like breaks the defender's ankles. It's, it's glorious. But I'll get back to you guys. Talk to me about what you see on tape here with Tylen Wallace. Everything. End of story. Everything. You, you saw it all. I mean... Pretty much. Uh, so, listen, he's not a Stefan Diggs level um, route runner, but he is extremely smart and nuanced in his route running and has the ability to mess with DBs with his leverage, his angles, his head, fakes, body contortions, and things like that, where... He doesn't have the foot quickness necessarily of the next receiver we're going to talk about, actually, Kadarius Tony, who's arguably has the quickest feet in this class and will break defenders' ankles. Spoiler alert. Uh, and when he's, he's cutting in, in his routes. True. Yeah. Um, Tylen Wallace does not do that. But Tylen Wallace has an, an uncanny ability to set up the defender to fail and then get just as much separ separation as a guy who's cutting on a dime and making people roller skate the wrong direction. So that's the, that's pretty much one of the only weaknesses, honestly, is that lack of incredible foot quickness. Everything else, especially at the catch yes. is so good. He is going to be a 10 touchdown guy at some point in the NFL, in my opinion, because his, Jumping ability, insane. His hands, very good. His contested catchability, his body contortion, incredibly good. And this is why I brought up the size earlier on. Because this is his like, greatest skill set, if he was 6'2", 205, it would feel even better. Because he would be, I would know, I would feel confident he could box out any DB and be great. The fact that he's a little smaller gives me a little bit of pause and says maybe at the next level, this strength, is mitigated a little bit by his size, but honestly, it's not a very big concern for me. I still love him. He's a top three receiver in this class for me because of those skills. Yeah, I am basically in agreement with everything that, that Okada said. One thing that I will say is because if I if I do have a little bit of a knock on him, and it's not much because I love this dude, especially at the catch point. His high-pointing ability is amazing. He goes up and gets it with his hands every time. When, we're, when we were watching film together and we'd be watching another wide receiver catch it in his chest, I would literally whisper to Okada, Tylen Wallace would never. Um, it became a meme. He's so good. It did become a meme. He's so good at going up in the contested catches. His leaping ability is outstanding. There's plenty of examples of him basically sitting on the head of corners. It's, it's ridiculous. 
The only thing that I will say is at the line of scrimmage, his feet are not very fast. Like he's mm-hmm. not quick off the line. So I do have maybe a slight concern with him against press coverage at the next level to see how he will handle that and if he will be able to win in press without the nuanced quick footwork to win in that way. Is he going to be able to beat press with physicality at the next level? That I'm not sure. But that said, what he does in the route running and his ability to create separation, his ability to catch with his hands, his leaping ability, all of those things are fantastic. So it's a slight thing that I am kind of watching with him as we start to see him come into his rookie season. I agree with that. Definitely saw that same amount of concern on tape. You know, what is he going to do against physical corners? We'll have to see. Um, one thing that is con- like really, really good about Tyler Wallace's game, and Okada talked about it, is just the ability to high point the ball with contested catches. I just want to point out how good that was, looking at where he ranked in the country last season, fourth most contested catches Ooh. in the entire country. This man also was 13th in the country in deep yards, a.k.a. receptions of 20-plus uh, yards down the field, and receptions on those deep yards tied for fifth in college football last year. So this is a guy who is explosive, who is vertical, and who's going to get down the field and beat you at the catch point over and over and over again. And like Okada said, it's sort of surprising because he's not 6'2", he's not 6'3", but he plays way bigger than his size, and so that's really encouraging for the NFL level. The other thing that was really intriguing, I think, about him is you talk about a guy coming off an ACL tear, looking at the 2020 tape versus 2019, I didn't see a loss of speed anywhere in his game. And you guys talked about, you know, maybe not that quickness off the line isn't really his his forte, but when he has the ball, it's like lights out, catches Mm -hmm. it, and he's up the field quickly. Definitely excelled in the screen game um, for sure. Those are a lot of the the strengths. We talked a little bit about the weakness. Where do you guys see him going in the NFL draft? Like, is he going to get draft capital enough to support our love for this dude? That is tough because he's not a guy getting mocked in the first, and I don't see him consistently necessarily in the second. I think he'll end up in the second. It might be the mid to late. That would be obviously ideal. I don't think he's going to go in the first, and it would be better if he could go in the mid to late second than in the third. But do I, like will I freak out if he goes in the early third? Probably not. Uh, one one other thing, by the way, I'll quickly hit on because we didn't touch on it in his tape. And this is something I found myself caring about more and more with receivers. His blocking ability yeah. and his competitive toughness are both so good. Yes. And to me, well, I'll say to an NFL team, but it's me standing in place <laughs> for an NFL team. That matters a lot. And it changes like whether you want this guy on your team or not and how high you're willing to draft him so i think those things could stand out a little bit to help bring him up draft boards i don't really want him to go to the ravens because i would prefer him to go maybe to a place where he's going to get more targets from a quarterback that's a little bit of a better passer but they would sure benefit from drafting him i was thinking the same thing which is slightly a concern to me if Mm. he does go to the ravens like we've talked about previously I feel comfortable moving people within their own tier based on landing spot. If he goes to mm-hmm. the Ravens in the late second and someone else that I have similarly goes to anybody else with the same draft literally capital, anyone. literally anyone, I will probably move Tylen down maybe a spot. But I think that he is 
very, very good at what he does. He's also very good in the short to intermediate game as well, which we haven't really talked about in this film. This is not just someone that runs in a straight line and runs the nine route lined up on the mm. X. They schemed the ball to him on a lot of screens. They got it to him quickly. They let him run quick slants. He's not just a deep guy. He has a very full route tree, which I think is very appealing. And like Okada said, his blocking ability is great, which is one of the reasons why I do almost think that a team like the Ravens, that's a very run-heavy team, Mm -hmm. wants that skill set in their wide receiver. So it does make me think that that might be someone that's on their radar, which I don't love for fantasy. But who knows? Maybe they want to get just slightly away from the run game now that Mark Ingram's gone. Maybe they do want to allow Lamar Jackson to develop a little bit as a passer. I don't know. It's still a lot that remains to be seen. But I do think that he's going to go day two. I don't think that he's going to go day one. I don't see him slipping out of the third. I do think that he's going to be fine as a as a day two draft cap guy. And that's great. If he goes mid to late second, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I could definitely see him going third round. But like you said, day two pick for sure. Um, his, his landing spot's going to be really interesting. I could see him being a player that we get really excited about. And then we're like, hmm, that was kind of a weird 2021 year. And then Where'd we sort go? of buy back in next year. He kind of has that feel to me in a way. But still love this guy. Lots to like about his game. If you want our full scouting notes on this player, check them out on ballblastfootball.com. Sign up on Patreon to get access to those. Patreon.com slash ballblast is a place for that. Fellas, we will close it out there with Tylen Wallace. Uh, if you're new to the channel, if you're new to the show, please subscribe. Drop that rating and review. It helps us out a ton. And we are back next time to talk about the Florida wide receiver, Kadarius Tony. Again, go back, check out uh, all these guys we talked about. Javonta Williams, Najee Harris, et cetera, et cetera. All this draft content you need, check it out. Okada's raising his hand. Uh, where do you have him ranked, Bet? I was going to ask Ooh, this good question call. before we closed. Uh, I don't want to lie. Let me pull it up. Off the top of my head, it's five. I will look real quick. Yes, it is five. Okay. Okada? I think he's kind of in a tier. I have him at three right now. And I think he's kind of in a tier of guys that maybe goes from three to six. So I don't really necessarily fault anyone for having him in there. Yeah, I have him at three currently as well. But again, I would feel okay moving him within the tier if there's someone else who got better draft cap to a better landing spot. Yep, for sure. Check out the ranks. They're on the, the Ball Blast website. They're free, by the way. We do have a um, a super flex like, overall rankings list that you can get access to for your rookie drafts. That is behind the paywall at Patreon. So check that out. Support the team. Support the show. But we are back next time for Kadarius Tony. Until next time, we're the Richards. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out BallBlastFootball.com for all things fantasy football.